This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. G'day folks, and welcome to another edition of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. It's a first in the era of this podcast. We are talking Los Angeles Chargers in the National Football League playoffs. Super excited. We're going, to, we're going to talk about the highs and lows of the season. We're going to get to the Jags game. But before we do all that, I'm going to introduce two of my amazing co-hosts. Starting just 18 miles away over the River Crouch on the eastern borders of England in Essex. Dan King, how's it going, buddy? Hey, it was. Yeah, not too bad. 18 miles, but like 80 minutes. Yeah, it is indeed. <laughs> um John Ayres, how's it going, buddy, over there in Tejas? Oh, uh, the weather, much like the Chargers season, has been up and down here. The last couple of days, it's been in the high 70s, low 80s, and whatever that is in your fake temperature rating, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then today, it dropped 20 degrees. So Wow. So I don't really know what's happening, um, but, you know. Well, we, we've got uh, super high winds here, not quite tornado or uh, hurricane standards, uh, which obviously plague the US, unfortunately, uh, seasonally out there. But it's it's, it's blowing a gale. Uh, I'm expecting all the trash cans to be over in the morning. But it was interesting. I came on air, folks. Uh, those of you uh, listening to this via the uh, traditional Spotify or Apple, I was all there dressed in uh, powder blue, came on air, and there's John and Dan in the dark royal blue jersey. So quick change parade for myself. And we're all in the same colours. Guys, we sat here four, five, six weeks ago, right the charges off. Thankfully, we were all wrong and we're happy to be wrong. How does it feel to be entering player football in the Justin Herbert era, John? Well, um, it's pretty exciting. Uh, should have been in the playoffs last year, uh, but yep. they kind of screwed the pooch late there. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm not going to dwell on last year. Um, you know, it is a testament. I know people want to say don't make don't make uh, injuries an excuse, but I think it is a testament to the team that the amount of injuries they suffered early on that they did not give up, right? And I don't know if, um, if that has anything to do with, uh, you know, the coaching mentality or mentality of the players or whatever. It seems like the coaching staff has done a good job to keep them mentally focused. Uh, for what it's worth on their part. Um, so, you know, that's really exciting. Um, you know, Herbert, you always have to hear, what has he won? What has he done? He's not, you know, he's never made the playoffs. He's done this. He's done that, blah, 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 right? So, you know, you don't love to hear that at all. So coming away with uh, uh, a, an entry into the playoffs, I think is really solid. Uh, the fact that they could get the number five seed, I think is is got to be a morale booster because uh, I sure as heck don't would – I sure as heck don't want to play in the first round against Cincinnati or Buffalo. Um, I, I'd rather maybe take a lesser of two evils game in Jacksonville uh, and then work from there up to a more challenging in the next round if if they make it through. So uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, can't wait to see Herbert. Uh, really excited that they got the Saturday night game. I, I was really worried they were going to give him the Saturday like earlier game. Um, which, you know, obviously West Coast coming East Coast, you want to have as much time to adjust to that time change as possible. It is on Saturday, which sucks, but at least they got him into the night game. So we got prime time, evening Herbert, you know, playoff Herbert, who we've never seen before, you know, just just really excited about that. 
Yeah, all some good points there, John. I think we're all really buzzing. Den, how, how about you? How are you feeling? Oh, yeah, pretty pretty excited. I, again, I'm glad it's the Saturday game, um, just because I don't want to have to like book Monday off work. Yeah, I'm with <laughs> you. I will be one. staying up and watching all of these games, regardless of the time. Yeah, and with it being a one o'clock kickoff, I, I will um, I will keep myself up rather than get up early and watch it like a sane person. Um, I will I will be staying up and watching it live. Um, so I'm pretty excited that it's Saturday, uh, going into Sunday morning for us. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm just pretty excited. It's been a few years without the playoffs. Um, I think it's overall for the for the players. I think some of it has been quite deserved. Uh, I think less on the coaching side, maybe. Um, but that's a different matter. <laughs> How about yeah. you, was? I'm absolutely buzzing. You know, we 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 set out from from uh, from the offset, didn't we? Send the minimums required for this team was to make the playoffs. They've done that. It's now up to them to go on and, and uh, you know defeat Jacksonville. We've already failed once this season. We'll talk about the highs and lows shortly. But I think what John mentioned there, Dan, you're quite right. I think the coaching staff have made some uh, gaffes this season, but on the on the other side of the fence as well, I think John. You'll probably agree with me. I think other Chargers teams, maybe under the McNorv, the you know uh, either um, North Turner, um, um, Anthony Lynn era, we'd have probably capitulated by now and would have fallen by the wayside. And I just think that regardless of what's happened on the field with the with the offensive play calling, the fourth and Staley's, some of the defensive calling, some of the uh, uh, player issues, you know, keeping players out of the field when they didn't need to be there. Um, I think for all that, I think off the field, I think Staley's done an amazing job to galvanise the squad. You've only got to listen to what the players are saying behind the mic, what they're doing on social media. There is a togetherness there. There is a belief that they can go on and do better things. And I feel exactly the same as did going to Ravens game in 2018. Everybody wrote us off. Philip Rivers is not mobile. He's this, that, the other. I'm hearing... Absolute nonsense this week that Herbert is a social media quarterback. I mean, if I've ever heard anything all my life, it is an absolute load of, you know, and we've not seen Herbert play in the playoffs, but has he ever really let us down? No, he's played through arguably his hardest season, having those injuries. And if he was to sit down now and say, yeah, it was probably harder than his rookie season because no one expects a great deal of you. Whereas now we know what he can do. Um, he's broken nearly every record um, there is to break during the first three seasons of a, of a uh, player's pro career. Um, but the, the three over the last sort of three or four weeks has been give and take away. And here we go again. You, you know, we've got Joey Bosa back. And then we're now looking at a Mike W potential um, injury. Um that is is a bit of a worry because while ever Herbert and and Allen and Williams are on the field, that really does give us an added uh, uh, advantage, especially with the way Austin Eckler's playing this season. I mean, the fact that Austin uh, is in the same conversation bracket as Ladalian Thompson in terms of uh, what he's done this season is absolutely phenomenal. But you, you know, I'm super excited. Uh, I went to uh, the store earlier on, got loads of goodies for, for Saturday. I'm going to dial in from sort of uh, what will be early time, so early afternoon, your time, John, Saturday. And then for Dan and I, sort of late into Saturday evening, Sunday morning. And I hope I'm rubbing my hands at the end of the game. 
Before we get into that game, though, we're just going to have a, a quick rundown of our season, some highs and lows, uh, just general. You can, you can you can chop and change, guys, backwards and forwards. There's, there's no set uh, sort of uh, agenda for this. Is is what you know? Just reflecting on the on the regular season, just some of your highs and lows. Dan, I'll start with you. Um, yeah. I, okay. Um, first high, I guess, for me is the kind of development of some of the players who we wanted to see develop more. So, see someone like Drew Tranquil since he got that green dot on the back of his helmet. Amazing. What was it like week three or week four? He's just stepped it up, and it's always there, always there. Rarely um, fails in a tackle. Um, so that's that's been the first thing that came to mind was like John yeah, has he been Drew our Tranquil best tackler been... this season? Tranquil, do you think? Mm, I mean, I don't think so. Drummond James would be my liner on that. Yeah. He's, I also the, say Kyle, he's had the most Kyle, tackles, but he's yeah. had the most tackles. Oh yeah. yeah. I'd say Kyle Vanoy has also been really sure handed. Oh, for sure. When he when Kyle Vanoy has an opportunity to get his hands around some of them generally going down, or he's stopping them to their forward motion and someone comes and helps them out. So um, I think those are a couple of guys who have been pretty sure-handed uh, tackling. But yeah, I think I agree. Tranquil has been awesome. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, Tranquil was the the first name that came to mind. But you also see stuff like uh, Josh Palmer stepped up um, when needed. Yeah, he wasn't consistent throughout those games, but for the most part, he was there. He was making catches. Um, and yeah, it was it was just um, a relief in it almost to see that you're, you're worrying oh no, all of these players are going down, but you've got some players there who are turning up, who are making plays. Um, I think there's there's been some lows for sure. Obviously, the injuries are, are never never going to be a, a highlight, are they? Um, seemingly always with the Chargers, they're a massive low light. Uh, and losing the players <laughs> we did lose um, was, well, it sucked. But we're, we're through the other side, hopefully. Um, Slater designated to return. It's just Williams, really, man. And that's such an unnecessary situation. I think that's that's probably the other big low for me is there have been avoidable situations that we have put ourselves in. And we've come through them, but we've put ourselves in some bad situations. Yeah, John, what about your some of your takes on the highs and lows of this what's been a very turbulent uh, season? I'm going to start with something that felt like a low and turned into a, a high. Uh, and that's my hog mollies up front, my offensive line. Uh, Slater goes down. Pipkins is supposed to be our reli- quote unquote reliable right uh, right tackle. Um, you know, uh, Filer early on, you were seeing that he was just not Terrible. having the same year. And Zion Johnson needed time to adjust the NFL, as most guards do. Okay. So you've got Corey Lindsley as the only solid piece that didn't have question marks around him by week three. Right. And then they've somehow turned it around. Okay. Pipkins has turned into the right tackle that we all were hoping he would be one day. I took a longer than probably most would have wanted or expected, but he has turned into a legitimately good right tackle in the NFL. Now, is he great? No. Is he top 10? Probably not. But is he a, a solid league average right tackle who can have good moments? Absolutely. And that's all we needed over there. We we just needed not a turnstile, right? Because when we have the yeah. turnstiles over there between him and Norton, whoever else we threw on that side, it was a real problem. So having him shore up the right side was amazing. And then my boy, Salier, I mean, just the, the work he's done as a rookie stepping into left tackle. I'm starting to think playing left tackle as a rookie isn't hard. 
<laughs> between Slater's early success and Salyer's success, I mean, it seems pretty easy. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> but so I think they, I think he's really kind of he's really grown into his own. I know he's not perfect. Again, no, he's not a top tier left tackle. He's probably a mid level or slightly below average. I don't know. He's, he's at least average at left tackle. They've, he's had a lot of help by the offensive play design and stuff like that, but he's done a great job. So I think the offensive line, which looked like it was headed towards a disaster early on has really shaped up to become, um, you know, a pretty solid unit or, uh, you know, they're definitely, especially the last like four games or whatever, they've really been doing a good job on the lines, opening up holes for the running game, which has been lackluster. Um, so it, it was really nice to see that um, Joshua Kelly, my guy, who I was on the train for early, then had to jump off the train and now fully back on. He's looked like the RB2, you know, that we, we've needed. The guy who can come in, he can make some big yards here and there. Like, again, not going to rip off 70, 80-yard touchdowns, but he's going to come in and get those, you know, anywhere from four to maybe 10-yard gains. Uh, and that's what you need. You need someone who can do that between the tackles because you can't tax Eckler that much. He is amazing, but he is amazing when you're not running him between the tackles 30 times a game. That would just defeat the purpose of having someone like him. So I think that's that's been a big. And then uh, Kyle Vinoy, I think, has been a, another revelation. Again, needed some time to adjust, but he has been in the second half of the season. I'd Phenomenal. say Kyle Vinoy is one of the best defensive players we have. So uh, I mean, a lot of you know, a lot of ups, a lot of downs here and there. Obviously, the season reflects that. Losing to some teams, blow, getting blown out by some teams, uh, being close with some really good teams. So it's like it's very confusing. Uh, heading into the playoffs, we only really beat one team with a with a record over 500. So that's uh, again concerning uh, for this team. But as a whole, they've come through a lot and they've won a lot of games that they needed to win to put themselves in position. So, you know, again, it's been a roller coaster years as usual, I think. Uh, but you know, still feeling hopefully pretty positive with the exception of the Mike Million Williams news going into the Saturday. Yeah, I'm gonna echo some of those points. I, th I think I'm gonna start off with the negative. And that's our divisional record, you know, um, losing to the Chiefs twice by three points, I, I think really hurts. Um, obviously, we lost last week by three points to Denver when we were everyone expected us to win, you know, losing to Raiders like we did. I think that's been a disappointing, uh, you know, we, we're never going to win the AFC unless we've got a a, a commendable uh, and a winning record. Uh, and that hasn't happened, certainly not this season. Um I think the next load for me was seeing Justin Herbert getting injured. You know, I don't care who you are. No team in the NFL can live without a player of Justin's quality. Um, and we'll still never know whose decision it was for him to keep showing up every week, whether it was his or the head coaches, or it was a joint venture. I don't know. He, he needs a medal. If there was a, a medal of honor given for bravery in the NFL, I think Herbert would have had two or three by now. Um, but it's not what we want to see as a, and then when you, when you add into the mix, like you said, John, with, with the fr fragilities and the turnstile of the offensive line, you know, it, there's always those, those risks. Um, and, and he probably never going to fully heal and, until now he, he goes away and, and prepares the new season. So yeah. I think, I think they agreed until, until after he wins the Super Bowl, he's probably still going to be hampered by that. So yeah, hundred percent. I think so. That, so they're, they're the lows. I think the highs for me was, 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 was Austin Eckler. Absolutely amazing. I think he's been the most, definitely the most consistent player on offense, if, if not the entire roster, you know, and, and um, Sebastian Joseph day, Carl Van Noy uh, have been absolutely amazing. Drew tranquil. We haven't spoken about Mike Davis. I think he's done really well. He's, he's, he's PFF have graded him as one of the highest, uh, um, uh, or, or one of the highest, uh, 
uh, great for, for tackling on, on defense. I think I think he's played really well. Um, you know, there's been there's been some good individual performances that people have stepped up when we didn't expect them to, uh, and that's been good. But I think that the biggest group, the biggest shout out. Did you know who the number six ranked special teams DVO is? LA Chargers. How about that? <laughs> you know, we, there was nowhere on earth we were going to break into the top 20, were we? But we've been there all season, the top 12, and we, we elevated into the top 10. Now we enter the postseason as the sixth best special teams unit. And I know the, the, the Staley and the coaching staff work super hard, and they've still work to do with, with, uh, 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 punting and, and, and coverage and stuff like that, but Dick of the kicker, he's going to get a mention. He's he's been phenomenal, and hopefully he can keep that going. Uh, uh, you, you know, as long as our season continues, hopefully we've got more games in the bag. But it, it has been a roller coaster again. Nothing's ever straightforward with the LA Chargers. I'm, I'm sure that everybody has seen the latest Chargers video where you've got all the all the. Uh, you know, the, 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 the main media stream uh, commentators saying that the charges are cooked, they're done. We've seen nothing for them. You, you're just adding fuel to the fire. I mean, we did it. We, we said they were done, but they, they bounced back. Um, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been an interesting season. I would just like to see us addressing our um, AFC West record next year, but we've got a lot to talk about between now and then. It's time to reset. We're now heading to Florida to face a quarterback that came in as the first overall draft pick. If you look at, you know, Jacksonville, if you look over the last 10 years, they've been awful. Us Brits have been forced to watch them live every year. <laughs> and it continues. It is a privilege. I, to watch I've been to a fair few Jags I've games. I've been to a fair few Jags games as well. Uh, I've probably seen... Uh, Jackson Deville more times than a lot of the US fans out there, but it is a privilege to watch the NFL over here. Did catch a T-shirt from Jackson Deville once? Well, you must really be cool. sat right at the front. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was Jags Cowboys, um, which I'm so, pretty sure was a Cowboys win. Yeah, the uh, you'd think that they would have made this game more UK friendly, given that they are one of U- one of the UK's teams. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, to, to be fair, John. Um, there's probably a lot. I, I don't. I I don't know about Dan or Bez. I think Bez does a little bit more. I don't really get involved in the NFL UK scene. Um, I certainly don't have the uh, Sky Sports. I, I always watch the games live on uh, Game Pass. You know, so I'll always listen to the US commentary uh, over here in the UK. Neil Reynolds, who's, who's an official NFL reporter, is is, is an English guy. Um, they will they will cover the um, the NFL from Sky Sports. Um, it used to be with Kevin Cadle, the great uh, late Kevin Cadle, and they do have some US uh, ex players on there. But I generally don't get involved in the NFL UK scene. Uh, I haven't for about two or three years, to be honest. I was fed up with all the same old talk, the same old teams. But yeah, um, Dan, have you seen anything on the NFL UK chat? Is it so? No, I, I also tend to watch uh, on Game Pass. Uh, it's the easiest way to stay in touch over here because because Sky Sports, yeah, they they'll put on a couple of games a week, one game in each time slot, but it's so rare that that's the charges. But I, I, I would just say one of the people they have on um, Sky Sports coverage for NFL UK is Jeff Reinbold, who 
I, I don't know how he is as a coach, but he's great as an analyst. So there's yeah. there's at least that. Um, and yeah, Neil Reynolds gets a bit of flack every now and then, but he he knows his stuff. Um, they're entertaining, um, but I've kind of drifted away from that era um, in favour of watching things on Game Pass. Hundred uh, percent. It's, it's just easier. Interestingly, we actually got a chance to appear on on the NFL pregame show this weekend on Sky Sports. They want me or Bez to do a video before 12 o'clock tomorrow lunchtime, and it ain't happening because we haven't, we haven't got time. So we've got the invite. We're not going to make the slot. But no, um, I prefer the US coverage, John, to be fair. Uh, it, it's as simple as that. Um, I don't know. In, in terms of a Jags fan base, I don't know any Jags fans. Um, you know, all, all my family support no. different teams. I, I literally don't know any Jags fans at, at all. So I do, but they live in Jacksonville. So oh. it kind of makes sense. You know, a majority because of their location in Florida, a majority of Jaguars fans are actually from Alabama because it's right yeah. there. Yeah. So, yeah. and if you know anything about the American education system, that should tell you all you need to know about Jaguar fans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, I, I did a- see the I did see them run the flags out on the field, and it spelled out Jaguars. So, I I I, I get it. I've actually worked with the Alabama National Guard as well. Um, Ooh, so sorry. I do know, uh, yeah, and I do. Know, so uh, also, I'm doing my friend Cy Williams a disservice because he's a big Jacksonville Jaguars fan. So forget everything I said. I know one Jags fan, <laughs> but no, I, I think I think the talk of the town, John, is is, is Herbert versus uh, Trevor Lawrence. You know, I've seen some clips on on social uh, media uh, this week about who people think is the best. I don't care. In my opinion, Herbert's the best quarterback in the league. I just think he's amazing, um, and that's going to be the narrative now until you know uh, these teams get eliminated obviously joe burrow's there you know um but does it does it really matter what everyone else thinks i think that all that matters here and now is what the chargers fans think uh, and everyone else is, is white noise i mean so let's get into it so to uh, sorry uh, trevor lawrence hurt his toe in in, uh, in in week 18 hasn't practiced fully this week John, precaution, is he generally injured? What, what What's your take on, on the situation at the moment? Um, so, obviously, scouting reports. I was actually just looking for the latest on that. Um, so, I don't know. So, there's no practice at all this week. I believe they're flying out on Friday. Do you guys – are you guys have you, have you seen the confirmation? I believe they're flying out Friday. Yeah. Probably early morning, afternoon-ish, so that they have plenty of time overnight to get adjusted and in the morning get adjusted to the game. So I believe Friday is a fly day. So today would have been the last day that Williams could have practiced, right? Um, did not show up on the open portion, has not seen him. Now, that doesn't mean he's not going to play, right? Popper mentioned that he talked to Brandon Staley on like Monday or Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. And he said that, uh, you know, is it is it a, is it a realistic scenario that Mike Williams doesn't practice at all this week? Um, but still is a full go for Saturday. And um, uh, Staley said, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So I don't I don't think him practicing at all, not practicing this week at all means he's definitely not going to play. I think it's still up in the air. I would have liked at least a limited today because that would have me, given me the confidence that he is progressing and ready to go. Um, I mean, chances are they're just going to varsity blues it and stick a giant needle in his back and say, let's go play. Uh, I mean, that's just, that's just the nature of professional sports these days. If you're a high paid athlete and you got to be out there, you're just going to fill your body with drugs, whether that's the right thing to do or not. I don't know for players health and safety, but that's likely what's going to happen. So, you know, my worry just in general now is that, you know, how much are we getting from him? 
right? I had a, I had a little discourse with somebody on Twitter about like health and um, reasons. They said, hey, you know what? Uh, it's better that, you know, he's like, I can't believe they did it. And I said, I can't believe you do that. It's, it's you know, let him get injured. That is irresponsible. And they're like, well, you know, uh, it's like, well, like it's a football game. It could happen in any game. I'm like, yeah, but it happened in a meaningless game. Like if you had just sat him or only let him play a couple drives, like you would in a preseason game and then take him out. And then he plays in the uh, you know, playoffs. That's more important. And he's like, well, what if he, got, he could get injured in the playoffs? I'm like, yeah, he could. But I would right now tell you, I would take a 100% healthy Mike Williams for half a game than a 40%, 50%, 60% Mike Williams for maybe the whole game. All t- I mean, you got back contusion, something like that. You, a bad hit to your back, He's you know, or a hard landing. And you know, Mike Williams is not the kind of guy who stays on his feet. Mike Williams is on the turf a lot. So, I mean, if he is legitimately hampered by this injury, I wouldn't expect him to make it through the whole game. I think there's going to be at least one jump ball or ball, and I'm sure he'll make the catch, uh, but he's going to come up with his hurt back, and he's probably not going to play the rest of the game or play limited the rest of the game. I think best-case scenario, you're probably looking at 60% of the snap of offensive snaps for for Mike Williams, and I think that's probably best-case scenario. I don't think you see him a ton out there. I think he's interchanged out with Palmer and, and other players to make sure he gets – um, you know, make sure he's, he's going in and out and, and he doesn't hurt himself. Uh, but you're not going to get full hundred percent Mike Williams. So, you know, it is a concern. I still have hope and belief he's going to play. Everybody seems the energy seems to be that he is going to play even though he's injured. Uh, but you know, no practice at all this week would really, really have just one limited practice would have really helped my concerns. So we'll, have to, we'll honestly, we're just going to have to wait and see till Saturday. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, Trevor Lawrence on the other side, um, limited with a toe injury that he picked up on Sunday. I mean, he's had a great second half to the season, uh, 15 touchdowns and one interception in the, in the last sort of uh, nine regular games. Charges are uh, minus two and a half for this one. The over-under is 47 and a half because the Jags come into this nine and eight. We're, we're coming to this 10 and seven. Dan, do you, I mean, is it, is it a concern? If you're if you're Jaguars, is it a concern that your you know your your QB one is injured? You know you know it's a toe injury. We've seen players play with tur- uh, with with uh, turf toe before. Um, does that give us a bit of an edge, especially now Joey Bosa's back? We've seen players play with turf toe. Well, we've seen players play with turf toe and play badly. I mean, apart from like. Gates's plantar fascia, whatever it is, the foot injury. He had turf toe quite a few times, I, I remember, um, and didn't always look great when he did. It's got to be a slight concern, at least. Um, I just wonder how much of it is legit and how much of it is just, well, oh, yeah, he, he stubbed his toe and now he's he's, uh, he's still recovering when really he'll be fine. I, I fully expect he'll play. Um I, I think I would have that slight concern, though. Uh, I think going into a game of this kind of magnitude, you're always going to have some concerns about any little injury. And as as John mentioned, uh, Mike Williams being the big one for us there. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 excited to see what happens either way. I, I don't even know who's who's their backup quarterback. Is it CJ Bethard? Is it Bethard in Jacksonville? Ooh, or CJ? Do you know what? I think yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on there. it now. I'm on it now. I'm on it now. Um, depth chart. Yeah, CJ Bethard. Um, so I mean, I mean, it's interesting. We, we can we, hope we, it's CJ Bethard. 
It's interesting with Trevor because you know the he's he's obviously led Jacksonville well uh, on, on offense. Uh, they're ranked ninth in DVOA, um, you know, and they, they've got uh, uh, Etn, uh, who's, who's a yeah Travis uh, quality ETN. coming out the coming out the back. I liked him in the draft, you know. Unfortunately, we weren't going to get him, but uh, I do from a, from a mentality standpoint. I was I was listening to um, Sebastian Joseph Day the other day and. Uh, uh, I think it was on one of the All In episodes, and he says he he's taking it personal that that we that we allegedly can't stop the run. Um, so that'll be interesting to see who's who's shaping up against. Um, um, I mean, there's no uh, ATM. about it. We cannot stop the run. Well, we, look <laughs> at the day we, we've we we've, 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 down, we've improved. We can slow yeah. it down. Joey Bosa's back. I mean, one of the positives of last week's defeat was Bosa getting his sack. You know, that, that just gives him Even a if it was of, him just falling. Well, <laughs> it's registered, isn't it? It's just that mental thing. You know, I've got a sack on my belt. But I, I think Trevor's going to get a lot of heat. I think I think the um, there's a question posed on Twitter earlier on. Can Brandon Staley bring some juice with defence on, on Saturday? I believe he can. We, I, think that, I think our defence has really stepped up uh, in recent weeks. Um, you know, um, I think Derwin James will be be fit and healthy, raring to go as well. You, you know, we've got Mike Davis has been absolutely outstanding. People are going to want to wake their mark, John. And, and don't forget, we spoke about free agency uh, in the last week's show. People are going to be playing for contracts. Um, now, people, you know, you can say what you want. If somebody's stepping up to earn more money next season, that's only a good thing because we want to progress as far as we can. Our goal now is to win this uh Wild card game uh, and, and move on to the next one, um, but you know it's uh, it's, it's, it's interesting we, when we talk about the the actual um, injury report. Uh, other Jacksonville Jaguars of note: Brandon um, Scherf, abdomen uh, offensive lineman. That that's interesting. He's the guy, um, right? He, yeah, and and Kendrick Pryor as well. He, he's limited with his shoulder, so. You know, and then they've also got the kicker issues as well with uh, Riley Patterson, right knee. So, you know, Jacksonville, they're going to have their own concerns coming to this one. But it goes without saying the Chargers have got to do what we do best. And that's, you know, try not to shoot ourselves in the foot. I mean, what's your what what some of your matchups that you're looking forward to joining this one? Um, You know, obviously, I'm going to be really interested to see how... Um, the offensive line handles the defensive line of the Jaguars, how they handle the pass rush. There's obviously, that's obviously the biggest thing for me. Um, but you know, really, I really want to see Justin Herbert. Um, I have one low key concern and again, nothing. It's not like, Oh my God, he's going to suck. Um, my concern is and sometimes in big games, I've noticed he gets a little bit over amped and a little overexcited. I think when the game begins and you see him early on in these games, like overthrowing receivers or kind of missing his mark or throwing it really hard for no reason. Um, like it just seems to be something that happens. So um, obviously being his first playoff game, he's hyped up, he's excited. He wants to go win. Um, you know, I just, I worry that he might come out a little bit overly excited and need to settle down. So hopefully he can keep his nerves under and, and get that going. But I, I really do want to see this, this defense, this offense really shine. That's my biggest thing is, Joe Lombardi has had excuse after excuse. And honestly, if, he, if they try to blame this Mike Williams injury on it, I'm going to say, well, you caused it, so I don't want to hear it. But um, yeah. like they have as full of a squad as they've had all year. And I'll tell you right now, they've had a more full squad than some offenses have had 
throughout the whole season in other teams. So I don't want to hear that the that he cannot manage to to run an offense without all these guys, right? Like, yes, there were a few games where he definitely was working with four string wide receivers, whatever. Like you got to do what you got to do. And I get when those games were, you know, not the best games and they were really conservative and yada, yada, yada. This is the playoffs, right? There's no, Oh, play conservative, play it close. See what happens. No, it's go for the throat, right? If Herbert and the offense can keep, can put pressure on them and keep scoring, that's, that's a huge trick. Uh, thing for me so i really want to see i'm really interested to see how herbert handles the pressure how he handles you know the game and if they take an early lead which has happened frequently this year um how they handle the early lead right do they go back and say okay we've got the lead let's all settle down let's just hand off the ball <laughs> stick routes we're just going to play conservative and try to bleed out this clock with our defense because if they do that again they will lose so really really interesting but that is that is playoff football, isn't it? Get the lead and sit on it. I think we'll see more teams opting to be conservative than not, and I, I do worry that we'll see that happen. Um, yeah, but getting a lead and sitting on it is why you end up with teams who, you know, look like the Falcons, who look like they're in complete control in the first half of the Super Bowl and then lose <laughs> in, the, in the second half. Why? Right? You get you get complacent, you get conservative, and before you know it, it's a game again, and now you got to try to ramp your team back up. When you've kind of killed their, in a sense, momentum, the teams that have always done well are the teams that will continuously keep the pressure on, right? Yeah, and, and the, Chiefs, the Chiefs think, never yeah. give up. You just, took the word, you just took the words right out of my yeah. mouth. There's the a Chiefs. reason they're perennial champ. Yeah, there's a reason why they're always in the playoffs and almost always in the AFC Championship game, right? Andy Reid, amazing coach, and what does he do? He says, "No, we don't stop. We continuously try to score because you never know when the other team is going to get hot." You know. A touchdown here, a tipped pass that turns into a pick six, yeah, and exactly. you know, a blown coverage bomb, and all of a sudden a twenty-one point lead is nothing, right? These things can happen in the and NFL. A tipped pass is a thing we know to a you, thing you, you, about this year. You know, you talk about the Falcons. Look at the Bills and their first Super Bowl appearance. What happened there? And we actually saw the Falcons live uh, blowing a twenty what twenty point lead to to the the Lions at, at Wembley Stadium. You know, and that it, was that was an interesting one. That. It was an interesting one. It's it's uh, John. You're absolutely right. It's so easy to do in the NFL. You know, it, it's a week to week game, and it's also a quarter to quarter game because historically, as we know, the Chargers have been terrible in the third quarter. And, and we for Mike seen, Williams, it's a day to day game. It, it, yeah. it is, but it's. I think we have to go for it. There's no point in being conservative whatsoever. It's going to be an interesting test. I mean. You know, Doug Peterson, you know, he's, he's, he's won a Super Bowl um, and he, he's, he's really developed Walker Little at, uh, at left tackle. You know, we, we talk about our own uh, rotational problems up front in the trenches. Uh, Jacksonville have had theirs. John, you've already mentioned Jacksonville's defence. You know, Josh Allen, he'll be chomping at the bit to make a mark and, 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 and you know, put the put the grind into to Justin Herbert. Dan, what about yourself? What, what are you looking forward to uh Seen so there's, there's one matchup I quite want to see, and that is um, to see if they do put uh, Rashawn Jenkins on Keenan Allen. I think Ooh. that'd be an interesting one, uh, just just for like bitterness reasons, I guess. I, I don't, I didn't think uh, Jenkins was was amazing or anything, but he's done fairly well uh, in Jacksonville, um, and they obviously will know each other quite well, so. That, that to be fair, that's a, that's a that's a decent shout. Because yeah, he had a good game a couple of weeks ago. I think uh, Jenkins he got the he got a pick right at the end of the game to bring the victory to Jacksonville. I forget who it was they were playing, 
But um, yeah, I, I'm also looking forward to seeing if we can if we can run the ball. Um, John rightfully touched on the O line, and it, the I think again more often than not, playoff games come down to the lines. Um, but if we can make room for Eckler to get going, then I'd like to see us actually get Eckler going because when I think it's when we run over like if we have a running back go over 45 yards total or something in a game we've only lost once this season and that was a close one to the chiefs so like just get 45 yards just be balanced that balance just it tends to work for us it works for most teams it does so i i I just want to see us get get going on the ground Uh, i'm interested to see how how the actual jaguars deal with or Jaguars, as you guys say in the States, how, how they deal with Austin Eckler, because few teams in the league have been able to do it this season. I think Austin is just running on pure um, muscle. muscle, momentum, tenacity, bravery, whatever you want to call it. He's been amazing. And whether or not that Jacksonville have, have got it in their locker to actually slow him down, um, but he's multifaceted. You, you stop him in the run, he's, he's going he's gonna, to... Um, catch the football. So I think that for me is going to be an interesting one. Going back to Herbert, John, that uh, that that catch by Mike Dubb two weeks ago when that missile was going out of the stadium and, and Mike Dubb put the arm up. Yeah, I think I think that's just a little bit of his immaturity. And I, I've been thinking this week, I wonder if Philip Rivers has been on the phone to him just to give him a bit of advice and guidance. He probably may not need it. I don't know if that's a thing in the NFL. I know in other sports that will happen, especially with Philip with his amazing connection um, as our franchise QB for so many years. But I think Herbert, you know, this is the time for the next two days to sit with Herbert as a QB coach in the in the QB room and say, just, just tone it down a little bit. Try not to get too excited. You can't help his enthusiasm though, can you? He's a very, very enthusiastic player. Um, and then, John, we've got the other the other matchup I'm looking forward to is the, the relative rookie in Brandon Staley against Doug Peterson. I mean, you've already mentioned Andy Reid. Andy Reid's already defeated um, uh, uh, Brandon Staley. Uh, is, it, is it three times out of four meetings? Um, it's whether or not Doug Peterson starts really digging into his, his expertise and his, his experience and whether he can outshine um, Brandon and whether or not Brandon can, you know, come back with something different to get us out of a jam if that's the case. Well, I'll say this. One thing that I don't think actually happened, um, and not that there's an ill, is is the Philip Rivers calling Herbert. Um, you know, it, it just seems to have been some sort of a stressed kind of ending to that relationship and the fact that they never brought him back for some sort of like a goodbye ceremony or acknowledgement really that was official and like celebrate like it just feels like there's some sort of disconnect between rivers and the front office so i really don't think i don't think herbert has had a lot of contact with philip rivers to be perfectly honest i just don't think that's a thing um more likely actually would be probably drew Brees. um he's 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 really formed a a relationship with herbert um obviously lombardi and Brees have have a good relationship um, you know, and I'm sure Sean Payton is, you know, dealing behind the scenes to make sure his future quarterback um, is well taken care of in his first playoff run. Um, so just kidding. Not really. Just kidding. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I, I'm hoping that he's got some sort of mentor who's got playoff experience can help him with that. Um, you know, the rest of it is, is, is pretty spot on. I think that's, it's pretty accurate. I, I have similar feelings. It's just, uh, you know, it honestly, there's a lot going on, right? It wouldn't be chargers football. If it was, if it was a simple, Hey, we've played well, we made the playoffs. Now we're playing this team. Like if it was that ABC simple, it wouldn't be Chargers football. Let's be honest. It's got to have all these question marks. It's got to have all these little ins and outs and what's going on here and what happened here and this cloud hanging over here, this thing over here. So honestly, I think as Charger fans, we have to be happy to thrive in the chaos. So I'm just trying to thrive in the chaos. And honestly, if you follow me on Twitter, uh, I don't necessarily recommend it, to be honest. But if you do follow me on Twitter, uh, my tweets have been pretty frenetic and up and down, right? A lot of me questioning whether Staley should even be the coach anymore. Some of me thinking, hey, Staley's done some good things. Me being hyped about the game, being depressed about the game. Uh, I mean, the only consistent is basically hashtag fire Lombardi or, or Lombardi out, I should say. So that's the only consistent thing I've got going on right now on Twitter. So, But that's just how Chargers football is, I think. It's just ups and downs and ups and downs. And you just got to navigate that. And thankfully, this team has navigated the ups and downs of the season to get to this point. Yeah, agreed. No, nothing ever. There, there are certain franchises out there where things just seem so turbulent, and and, and we're certainly one. Uh, and you know, it goes back to what we said about half an hour ago. There's there's a lot of neutrals out there. I think sixty percent of the Athletic dot coms uh, beat writers have, have predicted Jackson will win. But so what? You know, I think if we were sat in the, if we were fortunate enough to sit in the Chargers locker room right now and say who's going to win. Starting off with with uh, Derwin James, he's only going to say one thing: the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, so Jordan Schultz said last week, uh, prior to the Denver game, the Chargers are a team that nobody wants to play, um, and he's only one of the few people I've heard say that. And he said, "I'm not just saying because I'm on this podcast, you know." But there's going to be a lot if we win on Saturday. There's going to be an awful lot of people eating humble pie. Um, but I don't really want us to win it for the bragging rights. I just want us to win it because I want to see Chargers football go on a nice playoff run, you know, and, and see what happens. It's way too early to be talking about the Super Bowl. We've got to get through the first quarter, see how that goes, and, and play every quarter as it, as it pans out. Third quarter, guys, are we going to perform? Are we going to come out of the locker room at halftime with some juice, or are we going to fold... And, and regressing to our shell. Dan, what do you reckon? You're scratching your beard there like you're not, yeah, you're not uh, convinced. No, I am convinced. We're going to play well. We're going to play well the entire game. Let, let me just say, the Chargers haven't lost a wild card playoff game since 1995. We're coming out of that locker room at halftime and we're playing well. What's going to happen? I One well, of us needs to be overly optimistic, right? Bez well, isn't here to say that we're winning. Bez the isn't here because um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's aware. He's in Lancashire. And they don't have electricity on a Thursday night uh, in the <laughs> second week of January. But no, we'll, we'll come to predictions later. But you've got to be optimistic. There's no point in sitting here and saying that we're not going to, you know, we're not we're, we're not going to prevail. We're, we're not going to be victorious uh, in Florida. Um, I can't. I still pinch myself that we're actually playing Jacksonville because, as we've said. Jacksonville have been one of the most poorly run, poorly coached, um, yeah. poorly fielded the... franchises in the league for a, for a long time. So for their fans, they're on a bit of a high. John, fair, uh, just to jump in before before going to John, there I was reading. Um, I think it was Greg Rosenthal of NFL said um, had, had um, noted that 
at the end of the Jags game in week 18. They needed the comeback to uh, get to the playoffs, and it was the defense that got them there because the offense just completely stumbled. And I'd like to think that that'll make for an interesting game. Um, We've got a healthier-than-ever defense, and their quarterback is coached by Mike McCoy. So, um, yeah, I'm fairly (laughs) hopeful there. I don't want to get beaten by Mike McCoy. I mean, look, the Jaguars have had their own problems. They they lost to... They lost to Texans, the Colts, uh, uh, Denver, sandwiched in between the middle of that was with the Giants, you know, from weeks uh, uh, six to eight. So it's not been plain sailing for them. And they, like us, have, have turned things around. John, but, uh, back home, obviously, in Texas, what's the word on the street there amongst the neutrals? What What's everyone thinking there about this matchup? Um, so I think it's hard to say. Uh, what exactly the vibe is. I mean, obviously the national pundits, as we mentioned before, are all anti-chargers and anti-Herbert for some reason. Um, they're, they they want to, you know, they're trying to ascend this Trevor Lawrence guy, probably because they made so much hype around him. Most pundits thought he was a safe bet to put all their uh, eggs in that basket. And then the first, you know, first year was pretty bad. Uh, so the fact that he's jumped back this year makes everybody feel like, oh, he's the guy that we were that we weren't wrong. See, we weren't wrong. So I think maybe there's a little bit of that. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of people, especially the the common fans, seem to be jumping on the 38 to 10 loss in the beginning of the season. I think that is I, I, I agree with you that that is a big major thing that people are looking at and go, look, they already got yeah. trounced. Right. Um, you know, maybe they had a few guys out, which I've heard that before. I've heard, yeah, they had a few guys out, but still 38 to 10 is a pretty bad beating. I'm like, a mm, few guys is like, oh, our CB2 is maybe out for the game. Maybe we lost a, a wide receiver three and, you know, a couple of random, maybe one linebacker. Like that's a few guys. We had premier pieces out, premier guys. And we're still trying to figure out our, you know, what, what the situation was. So, you know, I, I don't buy that narrative, um, you know, and, you know, people try people I know are trying to slander the chargers for their record against winning teams, which obviously is not good. Um, and the fact that they've lost to, to the Broncos and the Raiders and season uh, the Mike Williams injury. So it seems like there is a lot of faith behind the Jaguars. However, I will say that the, um, that I think Vegas is, is telling me a different story because the, the line, which started pretty close to even, which would actually mean that the Chargers are favored, right? Because a home, mm-hmm. the home team always gets like one or two yep. points, right? Yep. It, or sometimes three, sometimes a full field field goal, depending on on the game, right? So the home team usually gets a couple points. So the fact that it was even was already saying that Vegas kind of believed the Chargers were the better team, and then even though and money came in on the Jaguars, obviously because they saw even that's pretty good odds. We can tease that in a parlay, add a couple extra points on our end, you know, blah blah blah. Well, the line is I think at two and a half now. Two and a half, minus correct. minus minus two and a half yep. the Chargers. So yep. that means that all the money's been coming in on the Chargers. So they have to move that line out because now Vesicus has to you know try to try to mitigate whatever damage yep. might be done if the Chargers yep. are able to come and win. Because be honest, two points, two and a half points when you're betting, what the what the heck does that mean? Right, it's not going to be a tie. Right, the chances of being a one or two point game is pretty low. It's more likely if you get three points or more, that's when you're like, okay, there's a real thing here. So I still think it's it's closer to a pick'em, but I think the fact that I think Vegas saw that there was too much coming in, and the sharps are saying, hey, I'm I'm comfortable putting my money on the Chargers. So I think to me, I'd rather trust trust Vegas and the and the sharps and all those who are betting over the Jaguars fans and whoever wants to be in you know 
whoever wants to be a low-key Jaguars fan and whoever wants to hate on Herbert, whatever. Yeah, agreed. I mean, it's a it's, it's an interesting one because, you know, Jacksonville had that 40-14 to 14, uh, crushing defeat to the Lions. Then they're going to stick. They're going to drop forty on a on the on the Cowboys in that big shootout there, you know. Um, so I, I just think people, as you said, those two uh, scores, John, with the fact that the what the Jacksonville Jaguars did against the Chargers early in the season, and the fact they got home advantage is giving people that edge. But that's that's just that's just noise, you know. It's. Uh, Two, minus two and a half for a reason. I think we're going to win. Dan, are, are you in the same boat? Yeah, I, I mean, you, you have to, as, as John mentioned, take into account the Western team traveling east. It never seems to go well. But yeah, I, I'm fairly, fairly optimistic. I'm on, I'm at least more optimistic of a win than I am pessimistic of absolutely just being awful. We're going to win. We're going to win. Guys, what's your predictions? I'll start with you, Dan. Uh, 24-10 charges. Ooh, nice love and simple it. there. Close game. Um, Loving yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Get get Trevor Lawrence early and stand on his toe. Get those cleats right on the end of his big toe. <laughs> if it no, is we'll play toe, fair. Obviously. We'll play yeah. hard but fair. Go on, John. Is John there? Can you hear me? Yeah, we've right. got him. Sorry, I just had a little um it yeah, just a connection kind of like dipped out for a second. Um so I like I like the aggressive and bold call. I think, you know, it's just the whole like hey, the Chargers defense is a different defense and the offense is going to shine. I like it. Uh I'm going to go with a slightly more competitive game. Uh and I'm going to say 27-23. So I can see I can see the Jaguars mustering up a couple touchdowns, but then kind of the defense really holding its own and holding them for some field goals after that. And I can see the I can see the Chargers putting up twenty seven points on this team because I don't think their pass defense is is really that great. Um, so I think they have an opportunity to really kind of light up this team, uh, assuming everything's playing properly. So I think twenty seven twenty three. I think it's close, but the, I think the Chargers lead the whole way. I mean, unless unless they get like a unless the Jags get like a win the toss and they get like a field goal or something early, but I think um, I think the Chargers probably lead most of the game, and I think they get twenty seven. Uh, another big stat I like to I've seen is that the that Herbert's like eighteen and four when his defense holds team to less than twenty seven points. So uh, I, I think I like they're going to win. I like that. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. So one of the. Uh, one of the things I, th- I was thinking about is like, if they're going to win this, which I do believe they will, or at least I hope they will. I don't know. Believe hope, whatever. Um, I, I think they're going to have to hold them to under 27 points. So I think 27, 23 sounds about right. Two touchdowns is about right uh, for the other team. So, but we'll see. I'm really liking that. So I've got a bold prediction before we actually go to the score prediction. Ken Allen is going to get a juice, going to break the, uh, Postseason franchise record for touchdowns. Austin Eckler's going to get a juice. Chargers are putting up 35. We're holding Jacksonville to 21. I'm sat in a Derwin James jersey, as you are, John. And behind me on my chair is Joey Bose's jersey. It's a sign. We're going to see some sacks. Oh, and we've got another Joey Bose jersey. Yeah. We're going to see some sacks from Mac. We're going to see some sacks from Bose. We're going to bring some juice, interceptions, pressure, 
consistency and a good third quarter. And we're going to put the Jacksonville Jaguars to bed and we don't have to ever hear about them again until we go to Wembley next season, Dan. John, where are you watching the game on, on Saturday? Are you, are you staying at home? Have you, you, you got a watch party or anything like that? Yeah, a bit of a watch party. Not a big one or anything. I got a buddy down maybe 30 minutes from me. So we're going over. I'm making my uh, famous oven-baked buffalo wings in three yes. flavors. Um, got to have a three-flavor wings. So. Uh, with bones, by the way, because if they don't have bones, they're just chicken nuggets. Let's all be real here. Yeah. So I'll be making my wings, probably some guacamole or something. Uh, and, uh, you know, and he's going to be barbecuing. So, you know, we'll have a whole thing set up. Everybody's going to be in jerseys, his family, my family, the dogs. Everybody's putting on their Charger jersey. It's going to be a big thing. Don't forget to get tweeting out. And we'll obviously get the for social media. Dan, what are you doing uh, early hours Sunday morning for you and I? Yeah, well, I, I um, will spend Saturday evening streaming Pokemon as I as I tend to do. Um, wrap up around midnight and then get myself comfortable on this sofa right next to me and watch on the TV. Um, everyone else will be in bed, so I will be relying on the Twitter folk and the Bolt fam to kind of carry me through. But hopefully, we'll have an exciting enough game that I won't need. I won't be able to look at Twitter. I'll be glued to the TV. Well, I'm going to be sat at home. Um, I said to my good lady wife, if you're if you're not watching the game, if you're not staying up, I'd put some earplugs in because I'm going to be shouting, dirty fries, <laughs> dirty nachos, something to drink. I've not decided yet. Probably, I don't know, ginger beer or something like that. And I'm going to be rocking and rolling. I cannot wait. It's Friday tomorrow. And then we've got one more sleep and then we are on it. Guys, where can we get you on socials? As always, you can get me at Adroid Airs, hashtag Audible Chocolate. Hashtag Lombardi out. <laughs> uh, you can find me at UKLA Chargers. Just a small plug for my streaming. It's at Blue Emolga. And you can find us on YouTube at Charged Up Bolt and hashtag Bolt Up. Um, but, yeah. Um, don't forget to follow uh, Bez, not paid his electric bill this week, uh, at Bez the Spaniard, um, Charged Up underscore uh, Bolts and Charged Up Pod. Um, We'll be back next week, hopefully, to discuss the victory. If not, we'll be we'll be uh, recapping anyway. Fingers crossed. Wherever you're listening, enjoy. Be positive. Try not to bite too many of your nails off. Breathe. Nice and steady. Stay calm. Herbert's <laughs> going to get the football. We are going to win. Thank you for tuning in. And bolt up. <laughs>